Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jokic falling away, puts it in. The first finals game in franchise history is a rousing success. Denver's 9-0 at home in the playoffs. They take game one. Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is Friday, June 2nd. From our extraordinary core group of NBA journalists, we're joined now by NBA.com senior writer Sean Powell. And Sean, game one, the finals have begun and Denver took control uh, with the score doesn't quite tell the story. 104-93 win, but it was dominant um, from start to finish. Nikola Jokic, ninth triple-double of the playoffs, sixth in his last seven games, but it was a complete team effort from this Denver team. Jokic to Murray. Murray, good luck for three. Puts it in. And Miami it came out, whether it was the fatigue of having just played and finishing off that tough uh, seven-game Eastern Conference final, but uh, Bam Adebayo was really the only one that had a stat line Um uh, 26 points, 13 rebounds, five assists. Uh, that was worthy of a game one finals appearance because the rest of the Miami Heat team they struggled. They shot a um historic low of free throw attempts, just two free throw attempts on the game. But when you look at this one, and, and Sean, you're out there, you're out there in Denver, um, up close and personal with this game. What jumped out to you about the Nuggets' dominance here in this opener? Well, you know, you mentioned uh. Nikola Jokic's triple-double, uh, it might have been one of the quietest triple-doubles he's had during the playoffs because he really spent much of the game just passing the ball to teammates who hit shots. And a buyer right into Jokic, finds Murray, Murray wide open! That alone 
speaks volumes about where the Nuggets are versus where they've been the last couple of years. Last couple of years, Nikola Jokic is passing the ball to guys who can't hit shots. You know, now Jamal Murray is hitting shots, Michael Porter Jr. Aaron Gordon was very aggressive offensively early in particular, and I think that really helped. Gordon again aggressively goes right into the paint, scores again. Aaron Gordon's got four field goals already. We played just over five minutes. And, you know, if you look at the Miami Heat, you know, yes, they played some grueling series to get here. They didn't really have much for res. But it's not the altitude, Sarah. It's the Nuggets. I mean, they're a very good team. They're, they're a top seed. They didn't get there by mistake. They didn't come out of the West by mistake. Uh, this is a very well-rounded team. It's not Nikola Jokic versus, uh, you know, a bunch of role players anymore. He has a confidence in his teammates. He gives them the ball. He set them up. And when they're rolling like that, the way they rolled the first three quarters of this game, in this game, yeah, they get a little sloppy at the end. But when they're rolling like that, it's, I would think it's very, very difficult for Miami to, to win this series because it was that dominant. The other thing is, and you mentioned the historic low free throw shooting. Uh, number one, the starters did not attempt a single free throw. Wow. And those two free throws came from bench players. Uh, simply, Miami just settled on too many three-point shots. They didn't fall. But you know what did fall? Miami fell pretty, pretty hard. Pretty big thud. And what a way to open game one of the NBA Finals. And I think we've watched, though, playoff games long enough, playoff series long enough um, to know how much changes game to game. And you can't put too much stock in just one game. However, Denver is undefeated at home throughout the course of this postseason. They are the number one seed. Um, and you mentioned it. Denver, quite frankly, didn't even shoot the three-point shot that well. Um, but Miami took a lot of them, just over 33% from the three-point line, 13 of 39 what can Miami do? What do you anticipate as you get set for for game two? Um, you at least got two days in between here when, you know, the, the conference final games were every other day. So not playing until Sunday evening. Uh, what can Miami look for in terms of, of trying to combat the way that Denver came out in particular to start this one? I think the Heat have to go into this game thinking, you know what, if we hit a couple of those three-point shots, maybe it's different. Uh, they have to believe that. And all season long, this team has been able to adjust uh, whenever they're in trouble. Uh, we've seen it throughout the playoff series. Um, even when Boston came back and tied that uh, the Eastern Conference Finals 3-3, you saw the way Miami responded, a game seven in Boston. And I just think that that's just tremendous. That's why you don't really count this team out. I mean, it's well coached by Eric Spolstra. And Spolstra, I think, is the X factor for Miami because he's been able to adjust. He's been able to find ways to put his players in position to succeed. Uh, however, having said that, I think his leash is going to be pretty short. If Max Struess comes out, the guy was, you know, 0 for 10. If he comes out and, and he starts hitting some more, you know, air balls, does he go with, um, you know, Haywood Highsmith? who, by the way, looked pretty good in the fourth quarter, and he kind of helped the comeback. Uh, Eric Spolstra is not afraid to sit players. You know, you saw that with Duncan Robinson. He sat him pretty much all season. Uh, you know, this is a guy who signed a big contract. He doesn't care. He wants to put uh, players on the floor who are going to produce. This is the NBA Finals. Your margin for error now, now is very slim, particularly against another top seed. And that's the other thing you have to concern yourself if you're Miami. 
is Denver one top team too many? You know, you, you, you got through Milwaukee, you got through the Knicks, you got through the Boston Celtics, and you didn't have home court advantage in any of those series. Now, all of a sudden, you come to, to Denver, the top seed in the West, a team that's been unbeaten at home. I mean, sometimes, you know, you, you, you reach the end of the road. You, you know, you push your team as far as it can go. And I'm not saying that that's definitely going to happen, and that's definitely the case with the Miami Heat right now. But, you know, you go through those grueling series that they went to. You go to the NBA Finals against a refreshed Denver team, confident Denver team. You know, I don't know. We'll see what happens in the next game. I will refrain from saying this series is over because I've seen Eric Spolster and that coaching staff, and I've seen Jimmy Butler, and I've seen this team respond in the past. But game two obviously is very crucial. They have to win one game in Denver in order to win this series. And I think they have to show up in game two. What, what about Jimmy Butler? You mentioned Haywood Highsmith comes away with 18 points. He was the one Miami Heat player. They got himself to the free throw line. Uh, I think one of the more surprising individuals not at the line is Jimmy Butler. He's someone who who normally finds production there. Um, not a player. We've seen him throughout the course of this postseason. He's been extraordinary, but he's not a player that forces anything. Reads a defense, patient, poised, deliberate in how he's able to attack and impose his will. Um, but do you anticipate him in game two being more aggressive um, in, in potentially having a, a larger imprint uh, similar to what we saw early on in this postseason? You know, Sarah, I think you described Jimmy Butler perfectly. I mean, he's very patient. He plays under control. And Jimmy Butler is very much a team player. He, he's kind of like Jokic in that regard. He wants to get his teammates involved, particularly get them involved early. So they get their confidence, throw them the ball, make sure they get their shots. Jimmy Butler is not going to be a, a, a player who's going to come out and aim and shoot 30, 40 times. That's just not in his, that's not his bag, you know. And it's very important for him to get his teammates involved and get them confident. So when the fourth quarter rolls around, yeah, he can take over, but if he's not taking over in the fourth quarter, they're still rolling. They still have the confidence to make those shots. Having said all that, as I said before, the margin for error now is a little bit short. And I think Jimmy Butler can read the room. And I think he knows right now that, yeah, you know what? Maybe I have to come out maybe a little bit more aggressive. And if I'm aggressive and suddenly I'm double teamed, now these guys are open and maybe they can hit those shots. And by the way, Aaron Gordon, the guy who's assigned with guarding Jimmy Butler, look at the path that he's been on through these playoffs. He started out in the first round against Carl Anthony Towns, giving away, what, about four or five inches there. Uh, then he goes up against Kevin Durant. Okay, we know who KD is. Uh, and then the next round, LeBron James. I mean, just think about his defensive assignments in, in, in this postseason, and now he's got Jimmy Butler. So Aaron Gordon is not scared, Sarah. He ain't scared. He's going to be up for the challenge. But again, we've seen a lot of very good to great games by Jimmy Butler in this postseason. I think he and Spo is going, they're going to have a conversation between now and the start of game two. And I think you might see a, a little bit more of aggressive and assertive Jimmy Butler at the start of game two. Yeah, on the flip side of things, um, let's get back to Nikola Jokic. He was tremendous, as I said, his ninth triple-double of this playoff. That's an all-time um, all leader in a single postseason, four triple-doubles, six in this last seven games. He became just the second player to record a triple-double in their finals debut, joining Jason Kidd. Uh, how masterful 
does he continue to be in your eyes in ways in which he, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, but when you're watching it, it's the numbers, it's the eye test, it's everything. Um, he, he just really seems unstoppable. I'm going to pay him the highest compliment by saying, um, I'm like, you know, I'm not surprised. You know, you think about it, a guy gets triple double here and there and everything. You're like, oh, wow, that's pretty good. Uh, but to me, it's kind of routine, Sarah. I mean, it doesn't blow me away anymore. And it should. It should. You can't take a player like him for granted. A guy who's, you know, seven foot tall and he's throwing these one handed uh, water polo passes, bounce passes, pocket passes, finding guys. Jokic, here comes the double team, spins away, finds Brown wide open. Bruce Brown from downtown. We really, I mean, at least this generation, we've really never seen anyone like him. You can go back to Arbita Sabonis, uh, you know, the, the, the former great Soviet players. Obviously, you know, his, his son, Domantas Sabonis, with the Sacramento Kings. But, you know, Sabonis was a little bit like that, uh, particularly before his knees uh, really gave way. By the time Sabonis came into the NBA, played for the Portland Trailblazers, he wasn't the player he was on the international level, but he was still a great passer. And also, you can go back even a little bit further and talk about Bill Walton, the, uh, uh, the MVP of the world champion, 1977 Portland Trailblazers. The offense ran through him, okay? And he played the high post pretty much the way Jokic is, and he was able to control a game, piece a game, uh, pick a game apart with his passing that way. But of course, um, I'm only enlightening people who are like 60 and 70 years old who can remember those two players. Let's talk about the generation here and now and what they're seeing from Nikola Jokic. I mean, it's just really, really amazing to watch. He's had a fantastic postseason run. You could even make the argument over the last three years, he's been the best player in the NBA, certainly from the MVP count. He won two of them and finished runner up in the third. And so this is just a continuation of what we've seen from him. The difference is, Sarah, he has better, healthier teammates and better teammates around him in order to rack up those assists. When he's passing the ball, those guys are making the shot. Making the shots, and um, that's something Miami's going to need to do more of. We are going to take a break, uh, but get to some Game 2 predictions and some potential firepower coming back for the Heat. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DK Hoops only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by the great Sean Pyle. And uh, Sean, game two uh, is going to need a lot more from Miami um, in Denver and just what they had shown in that first opening game. But uh, it was reported prior to the game uh, that Tyler Hero could come back in game two for the Miami Heat. First, I want to ask you about that. What difference do you think that could make um, given the amount of time that Hero has been off and and obviously um, what he could add to this team in terms of what they could use after seeing the way that they played Denver there in game one? Well, you know, one reason why I want to see him in uniform is I keep watching his uh, his bench attire, you know, in these games. He's got the muscle shirt on. I'm not sure he had that much muscle definition. No offense, Tyler Hero, you're a shooter, not a weightlifter. And, uh, you know, he's got the big hats and he's looking at, look, nobody wants to see Tyler Hero on the floor more than Tyler Hero. The guy's a competitor. The guy's a baller, sir. He wants to play. Uh, if he could play, he would play. Uh, and, you know, look. Yeah, there's a couple games in between. Uh, there's a couple days in between these game these games. He can he's ramping up his his basketball activity. Uh, we all know what type of player he is. Uh, but you know, to get hurt in the opening game of the postseason and then sit for multiple weeks and then come back in the NBA Finals of all places and to be able to come in and have an impact. Look, I love Tyler Hebert as a player. But I would say even for be- players better than Tyler Hero, that's quite the challenge to be-, be able to get that rhythm back, you know, get-, get that pop, you know, with the ball off the fingers, be able to play defense, defense after missing that much time. That would be a steep challenge. I'm rooting for it, Sarah, because I want to see both teams at full health. Who doesn't? I don't want to see, see Denver have any excuses, not that they need excuses at their top team, uh, top seed uh, coming out of the West. But I like to see teams at full strength. I like to see what Denver can do against a, t- a Miami Heat team with Tyler Hero. Let's just say, for argument's sake, he does come back in this series and he's effective. Well, you know, obviously that's one, just one more weapon that Miami has. One more teammate for Jimmy Butler that he can throw the ball to with confidence. And all of a sudden, if the Miami Heat are settling for three-point shots and not hitting him, you have Tyler Hero on the floor who can probably solve that situation. So I'm rooting for him. I want to see him in uniform. Next time he's wearing something sleeveless, let's hope it's a jersey and not a, not a T-shirt on the bench. <laughs> Sean, before we go, who do you have? Who's your pick for game two? 
I'm going to go with Denver again. I suspect it's going to be a lot closer through the first three quarters. I can probably see uh, basically a reversal closer for three quarters and then Denver pulling away at the end. Again, this is a team that's undefeated at home. Uh, and I think that atmosphere in Denver is electric. I, I think the fans sense something from a team making its first trip to the NBA Finals. Obviously, don't have an NBA championship. I think the, the fans sense that something special is happening. I see Denver going up 2-0 and the series going back to Miami. All right. Well, we will see what happens on Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. We will continue to watch and read all your stuff, Sean, on NBA.com and enjoy your time there in Denver. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Sarah. Appreciate it. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.